0: Hey, good morning, Nashville. This is the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC, where we discuss all the current market trends and the important topics that you need to know before you buy, sell, or refinance your home. I'm your host, Michael Thayer with Waterstone Mortgage. I'm MLS licensed, and my license number is 173264. Joining me in studio this morning, we have Mr. Chris Corvo from Midtown Title. How are you, sir? I'm freezing.
1: Yeah, I can tell you're freezing over there, man. I know. It's always so cold in here, which it's probably just me.
2: We've I, nicknamed him Coldy Locks.
1: Yes, Coldy Locks. <laughs> I've never heard that one. That's kind of good. So if any of my friends are listening, they know that like if it's not 95 degrees, I'm always just freezing, freezing cold. cold. Oh, I'm that guy, man. So uh, right
2: I, I know a lot of you because I'm that I person that's house is freezing <laughs> <laughs> and people just know when they come in to go to the coat closet. And help themselves. Just go grab something. Yeah, I'm like, then put on a coat. Yeah. It, you're you'll be fine. Move around. This
1: is the way it's going to be. Tough enough. Yeah, people are laughing at me. I got my gloves on here, so I was like, uh, you
2: look like you're a hit man.
1: Show them for the camera. So actually, I just took them off. See, he's uh, not joking. But I did have them right here in my. I did have them here in my hand, so I didn't want to. Look like a hitman uh, while uh, we're recording here to look like I'm normal, but I am shivering here. It's all right. Anyways, man. I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. How are you? Not bad, not bad. And of course, you heard Miss Andrew Brewer
0: from Benchmark Realty. How are you?
2: I am awesome. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Glad okay. to be here.
0: Bring
1: it in. Ooh. Good morning. So, Miss Kink, queen of listings here in Nashville. I
0: know. We were just talking about that before the show and talking about all these extra listings. You're just. I mean, but that's not. really not that uncommon for her, man. She's constantly listing stuff.
2: I don't usually have that many at once, though.
0: Yeah, what was six or seven all at one one day? Yeah, I mean,
2: but I I like listed three in one week, two the next week. I mean, just in December, you know. I mean, you know, or November, whatever,
1: and selling them, boom, boom, boom. So uh, she's uh, she's knocking it out of the park, listing queen. We'll to, There's probably a song about yeah, that somewhere. I was about somewhere. to say,
0: we'll have to come up with that. Jimmy, get on that, please, sir. Yeah,
1: I'll do that. He's <laughs> going <laughs> to search the high and low for um, that song.
2: I went to eat out, and they had just not normal Christmas music playing that I had never heard. And one of the songs was to the tune of Africa, Toto. Yeah. you know, And it was like a Christmas song. And I was like, what is this?
1: Wait, it was where? It I? was a
2: Christmas song. But just a like
1: a cover song from Toto, yeah, but it was, yes, it was the same exactly. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, where was this at?
2: Um, Opry, Opry Mills at uh, okay, so
1: someplace there. I thought you were yeah, gonna say Mexican restaurant. Like, uh, <laughs> that <laughs> would have <laughs> been funny, so
0: that would have been hysterical.
1: Was a, a Christmas story or whatever it is where they sing the song at the end, deck the halls. I
2: don't what? remember that. You know. I mean, I know the, that movie. The, I don't
1: remember him singing. Or they go eat at the end and they got the... <laughs> <duh>. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 I didn't want to do the... Uh, Come on, you weren't ready enough <brazen> for that. <laughs> I thought about it. I'm like, I don't want to... Make any assumptions here. Hey, I, uh, I For anybody complaining, that was Chris Corvo. Yes. He <laughs> 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 no, no, no. just jumps up and does it. I've got plenty of skills. Singing is not one of uh, them. Me neither. So then mm. let's segue right, from singing. So man. far away, I know,
0: because none of us can sing. No. I'm not
1: even going to try. Okay,
0: good. So let's talk about the existing home sales and the fact that they have slowed down. And you know a lot of people you, you just hear these media news articles and home sales will slow. you know this is down, that's down. and yet it's just a headline grabber. you know it's a knee-jerk reaction and what the news doesn't say is there's been multiple predictions that home sales are going to slow down this year from the previous year and the year before. So mm-hmm. this isn't exactly like a news flash for us us professionals that are in the business. We knew there was going to be a lack of inventory. We knew there was going to be a slowdown and a rate increase. And a rate increase exactly. So I mean there's a lot of things that we knew was going to contribute to the slowdown. So this is not like gloom and doom everybody the way they're painting it on the pic, you know painting the pictures on the news or in the news articles or on the internet. So you know if you if you're sitting here or you're thinking about and buying a house and getting out there and you're like, "Oh my gosh, home sales are down. Maybe I shouldn't buy." Why is that the worst thing they can do? or think
1: Oh,
2: because now would be a great time to buy. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, some houses are sitting on the market a little bit longer than they would have maybe just a few months ago. And, and you're I think you're seeing, an Andrew can
2: confirm yes, this, absolutely. sellers now are it willing be, to make
1: concessions on these houses.
2: Absolutely. And yeah. more things are sitting longer. And sellers are being, yeah, absolutely more bendable. You know, they're being a little bit more negotiable. Because, right. you know, a few months ago, everything was like, just throw it on there. Don't even clean your house. And people are like, I'll take it. No, I'll take it. Yeah. Now, at least people are back in. A a little bit of reality it kind of you know some of that needed to happen
0: no it's good correction because i mean the inventory itself for existing homes you know normal supply is six months supply and we're still at a national level of 4.3 right you know and if you
2: were thinking of buying and decided to get in the market right now you're going to have way more options and things to look at than even just a month ago Mm -hmm. which i mean which is giving you better variety and not to feel as pressured to have to make a decision right then right so
1: it's a great time for buyers yeah, but I, was just, I was just saying that you know, especially with the competitiveness that, we're, that we've been out of. And correction's a great word, by the way. Not mm-hmm. recession. not oh, yeah. No. Uh, chicken Little. Yeah. None of that stuff. Oh, <laughs> I know. We always talk about it, but it's, it's more of a correction. And I still think people want to buy houses. Oh, for sure. You know, oh, absolutely. And, uh, so, you know, with the with the with the rates increase, it kind of put some people in a different demographic of housing, which there's only so many of those houses around. But mm-hmm. now that the market's kind of slowed just a little bit, it definitely opens the door up to more houses that are out there and the rates haven't went up that much uh, at, at I don't think enough to really significantly impact
0: no nah, I mean there's the rates I mean if you want to hit that real quick I mean they haven't gone up much when you look at it by decade
1: yeah no I mean it's just saying here in the 70s were an in the 8s Eighties, 12s. <laughs> yeah, nineteen eighties were not good. Nineties, uh, eight. That's when I thought my first house was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I remember it was eight and a half uh, percent, and uh, I thought it was the greatest thing since sliced exactly. bread. And then actually, the average for the two thousands have been around six point two nine, which we're still way, way, yeah. way below uh, right that threshold. I mean, uh, probably in the fours is, is, is where rates are at. But there's there's I just I, I love what you said that just it opens it up a whole lot more for the availability of housing out there and the options, and you don't have to feel like you have to overbid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, all the money mm-hmm. uh, on a house that you may not be sold on because you're just afraid you're going to miss out. That frenzy. It, it right. reminds me of the Black Friday pictures, you know, when people yeah. are grabbing TVs <laughs> oh, yeah. off the no, show. I did not
2: even want it, but I'm taking it. And, and, first
0: come, first But sorry. do that on a housing a level. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, I'm, absolutely.
0: It's interesting you say that because the NARS chief economist, the National Association of Realtors, uh, Lawrence Young, he said after six months of decline, buyers are finally stepping back into the housing market. As more inventory enters the market, home prices, home price growth has begun to slow more meaningfully. This is allowing for more manageable and less frenzied buying conditions. Well,
2: Agree, hundred percent.
1: Well, with the increased interest rates, you know, this was the this is what the Feds wanted. They're trying to slow the economy down because they just can't sustain this type no. of pace. Now we're in growth based businesses, so I would love to see this kind of growth <laughs> year after year, but it's just not feasible, and people no. can no longer afford it. And Absolutely, so this is correcting some yeah. of that.
0: You're getting back to a normal regular- reality. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we got to jump out to a break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about. Uh, how home sales will measure up for next year. So we're going to continue this conversation and take a little bit further as well. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC. We talk all things real estate. I'm your host, Michael Thayer. And in studio, we've been talking with Chris Corbeau and... Miss Crazy Wild. Rolling your eyes over there, Andrew Brewer from Benchmark Realty.
2: I'm a little famous for the eye roll.
0: (laughs) I go way, me and the eye roll go way back.
1: Mr. Andrew Brewer tells me about that all the time. Yeah. uh She's a professional eye roller. Oh, we're kidding you. We love you.
0: So, if you're sitting there thinking about, should I buy, should I not buy? I'm hearing all this doom and gloom in the market. Sales are down and blah, 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 blah. Rates are up and blah, 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 blah should I continue renting or should I buy? What will home prices do next year? What will rates do next year? And, you know, the, the one thing that we can tell you is rates will continue to go up. Um, home sales, just the sales of homes, just like we were talking about before, that we've seen us decline in sales this year over the previous year. But all of the, the professionals out there, and when I say the professionals, the Mortgage Bankers Association, the National Association of Realtors, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, every source has said that home sales growth next year will exceed you know, what we've seen this year. And that's basically because all the builders and everybody have been building. People have been you know, kind of pinned up as far as should I sell, should I not sell? And we're going to see more sales, more existing homes hit the market, more new homes hit the market. And next year, we're going to see an increase in, in the sales. And that's what all the projections are showing right now. So, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like you go to the store, you said Black Friday or whatever, you get in there and if the store sold out of it, this particular item, you know, they can only sell so many so their sales are going to be down for versus what they could have so that's the way housing's been is you just didn't have a number of houses to sell we've been below our national average of 6 month supply we've been in the 3s we're just at the 4.3 mark now if you don't have it to sell you can't sell it so right. your sales numbers are going to be down
1: I work with a lot of builders. I do closings for a lot of builders, and I've had a lot of discussions with builders because right now in in Middle Tennessee, there is a lot of lots and subdivisions coming online. It takes uh, you know, several years for these to start from yeah. dirt and then become finished lots where people can start building on them. Mm-hmm. Now, the downfall that I'm hearing from a lot of the builders is, is they bought at a really hot time, okay? So, mm-hmm. they've got a lot, a lot invested in these lots, which means their, their price to build these houses is going to be higher than they would like so a lot, i know a lot of the builders that i work around are trying to figure out how to adjust the house to fit in with today's demands and to accommodate for the price that they paid for the dirt right. already, so it's a it's a it's a struggle on their end as well. As, is because if they did what they normally did, which was take the land price and take the housing price add it together, uh, it, with the rates kind of doing what they're doing, it really pushes people out of an affordability factor right. in right. those houses. They don't want to build a bunch of houses and they sit there and it's houses people can't afford. Yeah. So I think there's a fine line of with this availability of or product coming open is how do they build houses that people can actually that people want to afford or can't afford.
0: Which kind of goes back to what we were discussing in our first segment was, you know, right now, regardless of what time of year it is, we're seeing a little bit of a slowdown jump into the market.
2: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: if you're waiting to get back out there in the spring, the summer, or, you know, sometime the following year, the longer you wait, the worse it's going to get.
1: Andrew, are you seeing price drops on houses where they're showing, you know, relisting, uh, showing houses with new pricing or concessions and stuff? Are you starting to see that more rampant right now, or is it just still kind of about the same and houses are coming on more realistic or what?
2: I think they're coming on more realistic. I'm not really seeing a lot of concessions per se, but I am seeing pricing being more realistic and I am seeing more price drops though. Mm-hmm. Stuff that I mean, but honestly, like we were saying, the correction needed to happen. Some of these right. properties, what they were listed for, was unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost every house this year that I was on the buyer side, I'm just running the numbers to say, yeah, it will appraise for that. I'm not <laughs> like it's a good deal because like good deals were not happening. Right. You know,
0: like you're paying top, of the
2: you're market. paying top dollar, and most of it's like, will it even appraise for what they're willing to pay? Right. So now you're seeing a little bit more of realistic expectations from sellers, which mm. is a good thing. Yeah. Well,
1: your analogy about only having so many products to sell, which keeps the number of units being yeah. sold down, is is great, because people have to move somewhere, okay? Yeah. And, and where they end up moving is when builders build new houses, and people end up either moving up or moving out or right. whatever, yeah. which frees up existing homes at yeah. that point in time, and then it allows more people to buy houses uh, to be able to do that. So. Do we expect the numbers to increase? Uh, these folks have have done this for a long time. The people you mentioned, <laughs> so like, yeah. I'm going to assume yes. I don't know that it's going to be at the barn burner pricing that we've been seeing, but somehow, some way, I mean, they they have data that shows them that the that we are going to continue to see the same number, if not more, units being sold in the United States next year. Yeah, it's you know, for the average consumer. I mean,
0: I feel for them because I mean, for it, you know, for us. We're in the business every day. We deal with this every day. So, for us to say, hey, it's no big deal. Don't panic. You know, it's just what we do. We don't panic over the stuff because we see it, we understand it. But, you know, we go to the doctor or you go try to buy a car. Now, you and I, as professionals in the real estate business, we're crossing that threshold where we're that consumer going, uh, I don't know. What should I believe? What shouldn't I believe? Right. I'm hearing this. I'm seeing that. And it's hard. I mean, it's, it's hard. You, as
2: they say, don't believe all the hype. Yeah. I mean, most of what you're reading in the media is, I mean, a hype. Yeah. They heighten it for you to be excited about it or watch it. Well, it's it headline grabbers
1: grabbing yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Is what it is. I mean, I can tell you we we do feel the slowing of a market now. It is the holiday time too, oh, and yeah. that has a lot to do with it. So you want to add one more dynamic into mm-hmm. that is,
2: and everybody's busy basically <laughs> from Thanksgiving till Christmas, yep. even though there's you know weeks that you still go to work and but if you have all these events and parties and things to do, and yep, it's we, cold out. And
1: we always talk about you know the best uh, one of the best times to buy a house. Is through the holiday time yeah. because if you're what, out yeah. looking, you're serious. You're serious. That's exactly
2: yeah. what I tell people. Yeah. I'm like, if you're buying right now, then they know that you are serious because yeah. everybody else is doing it in the summer and the spring.
0: Yep. You know, you you, you said don't believe the hype. You know, it's a whole public enemy phrase there. Love that group. Boop, boop, boop. Don't believe the hype. Yep, yep. But in any event. Uh, you know, it's it's true, though. Don't believe the hype. You know, go to our blog. Go to Money Man Mike uh, Radio on Facebook. Go to the, the our website, moneymanmikeradio.net, and look at the articles we post. I mean, these articles that we're referencing, it has the sources on it. So it's not just facts that we're drumming up out of midair or grabbing out of midair. These are qualifiable, credible sources that we're constantly giving you guys this information on. So... It'll help kind of cut through the chase and you know, help you see through the smoke screen of, well, what's this really mean? Who's really saying it? And Well, here's why we're saying what we're saying, and here's who the National Association of Realtors are. Here's who Freddie Mac is. Here's who CoreLogic is. And and understand that what we're giving you is just what you need to be told. Whether it's right or wrong,
1: in your personal opinion, we're just telling you the facts. I think a lot of people, a lot of buyers got out of the market uh the the house hunting market just out of frustration yeah Mm -hmm. they were just like forget this you know i mean i'm not going to sit here and we we have to run around like a chicken with our head cut off trying to view this house before 35 other people see it and then we've Mm -hmm. got to overbid yeah and i think it became such a frustrating point for for people they're like forget it i'll just keep renting and and or we'll sell
2: next year or whatever
1: you know and and that's the other thing people put their houses on the market because they couldn't how many I can't tell you how many contracts I saw that said that the
2: sell a home contingency, sell a home the contingency mm-hmm. that
1: they had to go find a that they the, yeah. the sellers had the ability to go find a house and if they didn't find a house then they could get out of the contract and the buyers didn't have to buy it and that was I'd never ever ever you know oh ever, it was, it was just like that.
2: commonplace I mean yeah. every deal I did was like okay well they're buying this house and they're selling this house and when do you have to be out and how long can can they move in early mm-hmm. and I mean it's just.
0: Totally different dynamic. Was, I, yeah. And
2: what's weird is when I first became a realtor and I would come across, oh, you're trying to buy and sell? I had this little speech I would give about, Now it's, and I still give the, it's going to be stressful because it yep. is regardless. But
1: A lot of moving pieces. But
2: it, it is a lot of moving pieces and it is stressful, but we did it so much in the last year or two that it was just like look here's how things are working and you know it is what it is (laughs) just hold on so and that's just and and it was every deal you did I mean I had deals tied to four deals you Mm -hmm. know
1: yeah there'd be there'd be a domino effect there'd be four houses going on and never never fail the very first one would be the one with the problem everybody else would do everything they're supposed to do uh, along the way but I think the frustration level for some folks is going to come down because the availability of houses are going to be there Mm -hmm. Uh, they're going to be able to go out and shop a little bit more at a pace like I don't make quick decisions. I mm-hmm. try to make very methodical decisions. So yeah. I would not have done well in this market where no. it's just helter skelter.
0: Now yeah. we're gonna pick up on that when we come back from this break because you and I both tried to, you know, put our toe in this market and we're like, screw this, man. So pick up on that when we get back from this break. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio ninety eight point three and fifteen ten WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio ninety eight point three and fifteen ten WLAC, where we talk all things real estate. I'm your host Michael Thayer. and in the studio we have Miss Sandra Brewer from Benchmark Realty, and then Chris Corvo from Midtown Title. And before the break, we're talking about you know just people getting fearful of getting into the market, and you know Chris and I both you know started to put our toe into that. And should we build? Should we remodel? Should we move? What should we do? And you know it, it's stressful, and you know. It, you can buy – I don't think it matters what season of the year it is because, yeah, during the holidays, that's a really, really good time to buy because if you're out looking and you, you've you got your house listed, then you're two very serious people about trying to make Absolutely. a transaction work. But at the same time, if you wait to the spring or the summer, now you're in there with a the frenzy. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you get into those bidding wars and everything else, and I don't see one being really that much better than the other other than during the holidays – there's fewer people out there doing it so that's a little bit to your good but yet you know it's
2: and if you're a seller every listing to you a person looking like if you got an offer you're like oh well, this may be all i'm getting yeah. <laughs> because it is a slower time of year um so i feel like they're gonna take your offer to heart a little more yeah than like oh well somebody else will come along
0: yeah, instead of that, oh, I'll get another ten grand or fifteen. Yeah. Where's this bidding where everyone talks about?
2: But I think a lot of that's prepping your clients to understand where we're at in the market.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, there's a lot of fear in just the whole process itself. Whether it's the, you know, you got to get approved for a mortgage, you got to find a house, you got to sell your house, you're gonna be homeless. Everybody has fear associated with it, and you know, the mortgage piece of it, it's really easy. And people listening to this are probably like, Yeah, you think it's easy, you know, and, and I do. But yet, you know, it's people that I see that fight the process, well, why do you need this? Why do you need that? You know, one thing that I love that people always question is bank statements. I need every page of that bank statement. If it says page one through eight, I need all eight pages. Well, page three through six or three through seven says left blank intentionally. Well, if it's still numbered, and it says bank statement one of eight, just send all eight. You got to send all eight because
2: then you're just having to go back
0: and redo it, right? Which you're frustrates people. You're
2: creating more work for yourself, right?
0: Right, and and trust me, when the blank when the page is left blank intentionally, and that's what the page says when you send it to us, I get it. Why do you need this? It's blank. It's because somewhere either in the top right or the bottom right it says one of eight or one of right. six one of whatever and that's what the guidelines requires to get is your complete blank statement so my,
1: my you know trainer at the gym has a say and it says embrace the suck yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah it's kind of sucks having to get all that but there's a process to go through to get quali- to get qualified and then you're not Michael's not making the rules uh, Andrew's definitely not making the rules mm-hmm. you know it's it's a process that you have to go through in order to qualify for it and yeah you have to have all those details yeah uh, you know, when the when the crisis happened, it seems like eons ago yeah, at this point in time. But, I mean, you know, there was a lot of lo- – they had this thing called qualified mortgage, QM. Mm-hmm. And now these loans have to qualify underneath certain guidelines because if you've wrote a bad loan, uh, lenders are held liable for these bad loans. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're going to follow every rule to the T. Yeah.
0: I'm going to embrace that embrace the suck part. I'm going to come up with some way to – wrap this in for the next show but I mean yeah you just, you just need to go into the mortgage process knowing that you've got to produce two recent pay stubs two most recent tax returns with w2s all pages um, you do the bank statements or you can even do um, like an account check account check is an electronic service that we can provide you to where you you will go in and enter in your credentials to your online banking or your or say you do turbo tax and we don't see your credentials. You only see them on your side, but that gives the system the ability to send us your bank statements on your behalf. So that way when your earnest money check clears, it'll send us what we need instead of you having to – you know, us requesting it to you and then you have to go get proof that it's cleared your bank and all that stuff and then not knowing are you sending us the right thing and then we have to recondition you for it that's where it gets stressful and frustrating
1: well there's a national lender who advertises on the tv about every two seconds and it begins with a projectile that yeah. goes up in the air with flames coming out the back of it but uh they, they they, they kind of talk about that process yeah. you know like click and click and, and approve and it, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't work that way okay no. and a lot of it has to do with exactly what you're saying is there's, there's mechanisms or programs in place where people can just go in and upload this information or or, yep. or put their contact information in and it allows you to obtain that information. Mm-hmm. So there is still work involved yes. in getting that, yes. and I wish it was as easy as pressing two or three buttons and it's done um, to do it. But it's still they're not they haven't reinvented the wheel. No. Right. They're putting a spin on it, on what the process is really about, and it's no different than the process that you're doing.
0: Don't believe the hype.
1: Yeah, that's going to exactly. be – that should be our theme song here yep. uh, to do that. But, I mean, it's what they're doing. They're selling a product to do it, but people have to understand that the pro- they're no different than, than than what you're doing, Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they have the same steps to follow. They don't have a magic wand that says, yeah. I can do something different than anybody else. You know, the thing that
0: gets me is when people are advertising that this app, you know, I, you can get a mortgage in five minutes or you can 10 minutes or you can get it in two minutes. What, whatever they – what kind of spend they want to put on it, I can't tell you how many 30-year mortgages are out there. The different types of 30-year mortgages, literally, between the different investors, between Fannie Mae,
1: Freddie Mac, The percentages VA, of down, the rates, yeah, the, the mortgage insurances. I mean, there's just th- – there's hundreds and thousands right. of them. And then your specific situation – your amount of
0: income. Do you, do you qualify more? for? Is this a better program over here based on your income or based on your situation? You can only tell an app so much. It's not going to be able to tell you the way a human can sit there and say, okay, this program requires this. This is a better program for you because of this point of view. Yes, this one might have a little bit more upfront cost, but yet your long-term cost is better. You're not getting that information from an app.
1: Do you think they're ever going to go to a to a situation where they're using like algorithms that just kind of determine whether you're credit worthy, whether or not you supply information or not? They're starting to try to do that with the trending credit. I mean, they're doing that with appraisal on some appraisals. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're doing that from the appraisal point of view, you're getting appraisal waivers, the trending credit that not everybody really uses it like it could be used, but when we pull a credit report, we can see what your minimum payment was two years ago and how much you paid. You know, my, so we can see if you're making that minimum, you paying more, you are you running up your credit, are you paying down your credit? You can see that trend, hint the the trend in credit, so you can really kind of get a feel for which direction you're going in. But
1: it's not really being used to its full potential. You know, my dad's the the guy all, who was self employed, and he always wrote everything off, so it always showed he made yeah. no money. You know, and and then he would always be mad. He became mad yeah. in this environment because he's it didn't show he made any money, so he had a hard time. Ever Getting do anything law. financially because mm-hmm. he didn't show it, he made any money. And he was like, I got a 50 year credit history. You mean to tell me that that means nothing? Yeah. And uh, I mean, to some extent, it doesn't. <laughs> no. Because yeah. you got to do it. But that's why I always wonder you know, I know our businesses are evolving and lending's got to be evolving as well. So I just wonder at some point in time. I mean, is there ever going to come a point where they can just kind of profile you? Yeah. Uh, Or like,
2: can I just get credit for the fact that I pay more than I should on my bills? Any extra Mm -hmm. money, I try to pay things off versus he makes the same amount of money, but they have tons of debt. They spend stuff all the time.
1: Yeah. You
2: know, I get it. I see that. But as
1: long as these things are, mortgages are publicly traded uh, bonds on the market, Mm -hmm. I mean, investors want to have some sort of. Comfort say. level, or say to, and that's what people don't understand is look at your look at your investment accounts. There's a good chance that your your portfolio <laughs> yep. includes some of these, and and so if you look at it from a personal perspective, do you want the people that you're investing your hard money into should be mm-hmm. judged by a profile, or do you want somebody yeah. to actually bear down and make sure that they can qualify for the loan itself? And uh, so for me, I'd be like, heck yeah, well you you better get a blood sample, yeah, you know, yeah. to do uh, you to make. do that. And then here we are back at the point of. Got, to provide, the Got to provide the documentation. So I think that's the point that gets missed a lot of times is is the fact that it becomes so. It's just a personal as opposed to yeah, just an overall glimpse of what of why this documentation is needed. Yeah, I mean, you
0: bring up an interesting point there. I mean, people that listen to the show go go out and look at your portfolio. If you see something that says Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, you are invested in household debt. I mean, you're those are the bonds that secure the mortgages that are being sold on Wall Street that Chris is referring to. I mean, so it's- yeah, If you
1: got if you got those in your portfolio and you have a bunch of people in there who never qualified yeah. for the loan, I mean, are, how do you think they're going to perform, good exactly. or good or bad? So, uh, I don't know. It's such a catch-22, yeah. you know, where you want it to be simple, but you understand that there's a lot at risk, depending, uh, knowing that the trillions of dollars that's lent out to people who you have no idea who you're lending it to.
0: Yeah, it, it's complex. It's not easy to describe in a- Ten to fifteen-minute segment, but yet at the same time, once you really get a grasp of it, you kind of see why things are the way they are. But we got to jump out to the break, and we come back. We're going to talk about uh, renters and how they've been misinformed. Been uh, listen to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio ninety-eight point three and fifteen ten WLAC We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC, where we talk all things real estate. I'm your host, Michael Thayer, and in studio, we have Miss Andrew Brewer from Benchmark Realty, and then Chris Corvo from Midtown Title. And if you missed any of the show, check us out online at moneymanmike.net, or on Facebook at Money Man Mike Radio. Everything's recorded, video and all, a few outtakes and blurps during the (laughs) breaks. (laughs) Hey, my hand's raised. Yes, your hand's raised. Talk. When are we going to go to Christmas music? Yeah, when are we gonna go to some holiday music?
1: Yeah, it's your call, man. It's your show. You tell the producer, and he'll make it happen. Come on, producer, man. Yeah, got to get in the holiday season. Yeah, it's so, that time. So is uh, I saying you're ready for it now, or well, not this exact second, but oh, maybe when okay. we head out or, or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe you can mix and scratch something up out there. You know, we've been practicing that a
0: little bit. I want bit an here. original. Well, we want your original. Go ahead and drop the no, beat. No, come on, uh, no, 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 no.
1: no. <laughs> you need to.
2: They're giving me a hard time because I tried to do a little rap. You didn't try. On you did. Break.
1: We got to get these buyers <laughs> in a holiday season so they're not out renting anymore. Yes. So. We we need to get them, get them ready.
0: You know, we've discussed the renting in the past, and we we touched on this a little bit the last show, and I just, I just shake my head at the, the disbelief of what some of these renters tell us. And I don't say that in a negative way either because, uh, I mean, a lot of times you just really haven't been presented the right numbers or you haven't been presented the numbers in a way – to where he, it makes sense to you because there's major media outlets that talk about how renting is a better opportunity than home ownership, which just blows my mind because they're saying it in a way of just, just looking at the cash flow. And if you're going to look at just your cash flow difference, absolutely. You don't have any major down payment with renting a, an apartment or a house. You got to put up maybe first month's um, uh, deposit first month's rent and then a, a security deposit, and that's going to be cheaper than you know three to five percent down in a house. And some house mortgages we can get you in with zero down, so it might even be cheaper to buy a house with a zero down payment than it is to rent a place. So people don't take that into you know their their. You know, but at the end of process. the day,
2: everybody that owns a home, I mean, not every single person, but most of them, when they go to resell it, they have money invested yeah. in it but they don't lose money. Right. Typically, then if they sold it for
1: what they paid for it. They live there basically. Yeah. Uh, pretty then you well live free. there
2: free, yeah. essentially. Maybe maintenance or whatever, but you didn't just take money and throw it out the window.
1: Well, first and foremost, I think you have to work with an agent. I know Andrew's sitting here, so we, we can pick on her a little bit about it. But work with an agent who understands the market and understands how to price a house. So if you are a buyer, and you're going to look at it. You're going to pay what the house calls for, not just throw a number out there just trying to get it. Right. So that's first and foremost I think people have to do. Because if you buy the house like you should and not go crazy and throw some crazy number out there, you're going to have a fairly secure investment mm-hmm. uh, over the life of your ownership of this house. Yeah. Correct. And then what are, you, what are you investing in when you're renting? Yeah, somebody else's house payment. Right, somebody else's mortgage.
2: I mean, you are keeping a roof over your head, but
1: how many people rent and get a check from the landlord at the end when they move out? Uh, uh, for, for the uh, for the equity.
0: deposit, yeah, for the equity, for nothing. the
1: equity, uh, nothing. Not a, I always say people, not everybody's ready to be a homeowner, and I get that. I, yep. uh, a lady in my office is, is she's like so non-committal to anything in life, you know. No, and so, <laughs> but she's a, a, somebody who doesn't need to buy a house because she's a, has a fear of committing to a you know to a long term loan, even you right. could sell the house yeah. uh, you know you try to convince people of that but the majority of the people who are settled in i mean it's the natural step to do and and the longer you wait the more you just, it ends up costing you over time yeah.
0: yeah yeah you know and you know that's one of the things that these numbers show and you can find these online as well um, posted with the show at moneymanmike.net or on facebook at Money Man Mike radio but you know you push the cash flow aside and you look at that appreciation and what's that You know, what's that gain that you're going to get when you want to sell that house in three, four, five, six, seven years? And some people think, well, why am I going to buy a house if I'm going to sell it in two years? Well, what's the appreciation here in the
1: heart of Nashville?
2: Well, I don't know about t- today, but <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow's
1: gonna be different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we've been running double digits. I don't, yeah, think, well, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a, you know, that's a maybe not a fair number, but some areas still. So let's say it's even five percent. Uh, you know, yeah. at that, I the, mean,
2: in the national, like four percent. Yeah, yeah I mean, that would okay. be
1: ten percent over over a two year period that you would make. So if you bought a two hundred thousand dollar house, it's twenty thousand in equity per year. Per year, not to mention what you've paid. Da- not to mention what you've paid down. Right. Uh, so it's a. Uh, you're still going to walk away
0: with money at the end of the deal when you sell that place in just two to three years.
1: My brother did. He owned a house for two and a half years in Hermitage, and he had a, like a FHA loan, so a minimal, minimal down payment, mm-hmm. and uh, he sold it in two and a half years. He got relocated with his job and put $80,000 in his pocket off of 240000 I think he paid two twenty for the house or something. Yeah.
2: I had somebody buy a house in East Nashville near Five Points, and almost exactly to the day of one year, their job relocated them. And... They sold it for 100000 more in wow. one year. Now, that yep. was a few years ago when East Nashville made a huge surge. But I was just like, oh, my God, didn't do anything but move in and live there for one year. Right.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. And, you know, you, you, if you're living further out from the greater Nashville area, yeah, you know, let's say you're out in Christiana, let's say, or mm-hmm. up in uh, White House or uh, somewhere out in Dixon. Oh,
2: values are going up everywhere.
0: Yeah, they're they're going up everywhere. They may not be going up as crazy as they are in Nashville, but they're still going Absolutely. Up. Well, the suburbs I sold a are going up
1: because that's where people can afford the the average person can afford to live. It's harder for the average person to afford to live in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's an income minimum that people have to almost yeah. make yeah. To, to I mean, it was the first-time Nashville.
2: home buyer that I sold out there. And we looked, you know, all over the outer lining areas mm-hmm. and I mean they got a really cute house and it was a good deal and it's probably already went up at least, I don't know, five, ten percent.
0: Right. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things that just to me it I wanna try to help people to understand that, you know, you're when you when you're renting, you're taking that money and let's just say it's a thousand bucks, and that full thousand bucks going to your landlord. You're getting nothing out of it. But when you're when you're own your own home, you can go out and google amortization chart or amortization schedule. You can check the stuff out online. We'll have it posted with the show. And you can see how much of your monthly payment when you're owning a house actually goes back to you in a principal reduction of what you owe on the house. So, round easy numbers, you got a $1,000 payment, let's say 700 of it's going towards interest, well 300 is for savings, it's paying down the principal. That's money you're getting back in your pocket through the equity position
1: of the house. I got a single friend of mine who just bought a house out in uh, Whites Creek, and he bought a four bedroom house out in Whites Creek, brand new. And I don't, I don't know what he paid for it, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't you know exorbitant. But he rents the other three bedrooms out to people, yeah. and uh, he oh, doesn't sure he, he makes
2: does, quite a profit. <laughs> he pay doesn't he wife. doesn't
1: pay, yeah he doesn't pay a payment. Yeah. So uh, yeah. because the three people now not everybody wants to be a landlord or have people living in their house, you know. But I mean, he had a couple buddies that are living there with him, and they're all paying their share, and he he pays nothing. So he went from paying rent. To, to pay it. nothing yeah. and building savings because yep. he has people making the payment for him uh, to do it. And he got a loan that had minimal down payment, mm-hmm. uh, almost what it would be to get a security deposit down uh, on a, a new house. apartment. And, uh, so now he's got a brand new, brand new four bedroom house uh, and he's living basically scot free in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the smartest things I think. You know, the kids that are graduating from college, instead of just going and renting another place, I mean, you guys are typically used to. Having roommates when you're in college, so one of you needs to buy
1: a place, and then rent the rest of the rooms out to your college buddies. We're considering yeah. that. My son starts uh, college in the fall, and so we're already kind of kicking around that idea of of doing that just because of what housing costs. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's not unheard of, and people do that quite a bit. Yeah, They'll buy it for the four years, and then yeah. turn around and turn around and resell it to the next person. We
2: did that in Auburn. My parents did.
1: Heck, if anything, they bought us a trailer. A trailer. <laughs>
2: Everybody in Auburn lives in trailers. <laughs> we lived in a nice trailer park. If you ran just the parameter of it, it was 2 miles.
0: You know, yeah, trailers today great. is huge. They're they're better built than most stick built houses. Oh, I'm I and mean, they're thicker walls, more insulation. They're not I mean you've got to get them strapped down. That's the only negative thing about it, but I mean they're they're solidly built. Oh, yeah. So
1: I mean, we've got and a couple y'all of you y'all lend on yeah, trailers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it has to be done a certain way. They have to be detodled and attached to a foundation, yeah. and yeah. there's several other factors that have to go What in is it? There. It
2: has to have a serial number or well, can't have a serial?
1: If it has a serial number, you've
0: got to have an engineering cert to prove that it's on a permanent foundation. Gotcha. That's the only real catch with it. And the wheels have to be off of it yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we joke about it, but at the same time, you know back during the housing collapse, people were going and hooking back up and driving the house away. Because, I mean, it comes in on on a trailer and it can drive out on a trailer. Yeah. So now as a bank, you just lent all this money on this property that's literally overnight vanished. So that's why you've got to get the certification on the foundation and we joke about it. But yet I'd test anybody to go out and look at the parameters of some of those because, I mean – it's crazy how
1: well they're built well some areas are more prevalent with those types of housings than others i mean in downtown in metropolitan national area i can't tell you we you know there's a whole lot of them that go on but you get to the outlying areas and it's not uncommon even in davidson even you can go to white's creek or you can go oh, out yeah. towards jolton mm-hmm. um you know the the further you kind of go out the
2: and a lot of those have some really nice land with them yeah exactly. yeah so it's
1: not it's not it's not uncommon that uh, that you see that and there's a way to get those done you just have to they have to be done a certain way look at all the beach communities that are trailers
0: I mean, there's some serious communities down in Florida. You know, up and down the coastlines. They lines. call them modular homes now, not trailer homes, but it's almost the same thing. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> you're assembling it right there on site.
2: What well, my best friend? They live in Williamson County. They bought some farmland. Well, they've lived there like five years now, but they bought some farmland that was his grandfather's. And they bought a trailer to put on it. Yeah. I remember when they first bought it, they were like, yeah, we bought this trailer for five grand. And I thought, oh, well, how nice is this going to be for five grand? And then when I saw it, I was like, well, it's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then now they've lived there five years. They're building their house yeah. on the property. And yeah. then they'll probably sell the trailer for 10. Exactly.
0: So I was like, okay. There's there's some serious uses for trailers. I mean, it sometimes it gets, has a little bit of a negative stigma to it. But at the same time, man, yeah, it's... There's if you're going to buy it. a trailer,
1: though, definitely need to do some homework and make sure that the property qualifies for traditional financing, because otherwise the financing options on trailers that don't qualify yeah. for that is uh, becomes very limited. I want to say it's
0: like year 1967 or 69, something like that. It's got to be built after that. That's one of many. One of many. Yeah.
2: I think it's seventy-three, actually.
0: Yeah, it's, it's some number back in that time.
1: One of many, still.
0: We'll check that out and get back with you. We're up against the Jimmy kicking us out of the studio, so we got to get out of here. But you've listened to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio ninety-eight point three and fifteen ten WAC. Have a great day.